0: What is church about? Last week, Pastor Peter so clearly, so concisely, so passionately talked about ask. Holy habit, ask. It's like, it's just every day, get into that place of asking God the Father to meet all your needs, to help you to get through the day, to help you share the gospel and he said, don't just ask once. I clearly remember him. My, my focus of Pastor Peter last week is going, ask, ask, ask again, ask again. Be persevering, be persistent, ask. Get the message. And today, talking about the gospel is paramount. So holy habits, tell others. I've got to have a joke. It's like, you might know this one, but I really just feel it because it came to me and it's on the topic. You see, there was God the Father and there was like Satan and Jesus. They were like just arguing. Who's the stronger? Who's the greater? God the Father knew the answer, but he said to them, okay, we'll have a competition. We're going to have a competition. Who is the best on computers? So he set Jesus down. He set the devil down. And they started, he said, I'll give you two minutes just to put as much stuff onto that computer as you can. So they said, go. And they started putting in spreadsheets. They started putting in files. They download their favorite songs. And they just kept on putting stuff and putting stuff on there. And they were both going neck and neck. And then, pow! There was a power cut. Probably in India at the time. And it's like, what do we do? The devil goes, Oh no, I've lost everything. The Jesus just sat there quietly. The power comes on. Up lights Jesus' screen. All his work is there. The devil's just dark. The punchline Jesus says, I'm here to save. (laughs) Jesus saves. That's such a message. You know, it's easy with lockdown, it's easy like in the, the everyday life to become blur about your faith. It's easy to become like, yeah, I believe, but are you really passionate? Are you so passionate that the first thing you do every day, like my wife said this morning, Pastor Francie, look out, devil, Pastor Don's up. And I go, yeah, okay, that's like, isn't that a blessing? to get a word like that, and I've got the sense, like, do you remember the first time, those of us that have been married, and the first time you met your bride-to-be, your husband-to-be, you just wanted to be with them, you just wanted to share time, you wanted to get to know them, you just wanted to be with them, you couldn't do anything but be together, go out, date, get to know each other, be kind to each other, and that love grows and it's like there's something there. You just want to be with each other. And if it's God-ordained, you marry, And it's there for life, God's plan. It's awesome. I'll just say there's nothing better. 48 years of marriage and the best is still to come. It's like don't get blasé with your faith. Today my topic is God's word is true. We know that. We believe it, but I'll be so passionate that we just want to be with God like we've just met our first date, our first love. Have that same passion every day to spend time with God the Father, with Jesus, because his word is truth. And why is his word truth? Because the spirit of God is in us, and where the spirit is, there is truth. But do you get that revelation that Jesus Christ is, Died on the cross for me, for us. I was so encouraged when Shannon said, This is my testimony. I overflow with love for Jesus. Do you know how we show and share our faith? It's with our testimony. But guess what? It's not our testimony. And this is the revelation which I got. It's God's testimony. We are sharing what God has done in our life. And that is what I want to talk today. To stir, rekindle the fire that we have a testimony to share with others. What's church all about? There's a threefold purpose of the church. This is just a bit of setting the scene. First one, we are called to love and worship God. And didn't we do that awesome this morning? Matthew 22, 37, 39. We are challenged to love each other as we would have ourselves, we would love ourselves. The golden rule. We all know that. It's children's church. You're taught the golden rule. Treat others as you have them treat you. That's Matthew seven, twelve. But the third one is the one I really want to get into. We are commissioned. It's not like if you want... We are commanded, it's not maybe, it's like you are asked to go and share the gospel. We have a message that God has put at us about the redemption of our sin, for sin. That we have been cleared, cleansed by the blood of Christ and we have that revelation that we are free from sin and death in Jesus' name. And that is something that we can tell others to go. We know Matthew 28, therefore go and share the gospel, preach the gospel, making disciples in Jesus' name, baptizing, full of the Holy Spirit. We are commanded. The trouble is humanness gets in the way, whether it's lockdown, whether it's our own situations, whether we, we haven't got a, a, a good job, we haven't, our family's hurting, yeah. But we have that inner faith that won't go away. You know, when I was a PE teacher, I used to love the school sports. And I always organized them. But one year, we didn't have our starter. And our starter was awesome. The kids wanted to go to athletics and run because we had the starter. And he had a sawn-off shotgun. And he'd put it up there. And it was powerful. It was blanks. But the kids just loved it. And the whole school, this was Parirua, the whole valley would echo every time a race started. But I didn't have a shotgun, but I had my little cap gun, which was in the P department. So I got out there, and where am I going with this story? You see, when you say, line up, kids... These are like kids, they're not professional athletes at the Olympics, these are kids, and they're like this, they're jittering, and they're running, and they wanna go, and they know that Fred next to them is super fast, and they're gonna beat him, they're not gonna stand round. And here I am saying, get ready, and the kids are like this, let me go, let me go. So, you just gotta really take your time. And I found out that what you'd say is, take your marks. Get ready and you'd fire the gun. But when I started, I wasn't very good at it. I'd take too long. And the kids would all start going on get ready. That's my vision. And it's like, you'd fire the gun when they re- they're ready, you had to be still. You see, you'd say, take your marks, get ready, bang. It's a good gun. There's no hole in the ceiling. Right, so it's like when you share the gospel, take your marks, get set, go. God will build his church. That, that's, that's a promise of God. Who's the church? The people. What's our daily devotions? I'm just recapping here. It's like a check. Are you doing a little tick box? Each day, i get involved in daily prayer. Sometime during the day, first thing is good. All day is better. Last thing is better than not at all. Every day, just pray, talk to the Father. And you know, I always say, God gave us two ears, one mouth, to listen twice as much, twice as long as we talk. And there's nothing better than just sitting there and God, just I thank you. Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Wow, I'm alive. I'm full of your joy. Wow. Prayer takes you in that place. And then you have to ask. Ask. God answers prayer. G-A-P. I've got a real good acronym coming up. I've never been heard before. Just watch the space. You're going to find out. And Jonathan, you will love it. It's like... Just acronyms, I love acronyms. It's how you remember things. GAP. God answers prayer. It, he answers prayer. not how I want, how you want. He'll answer prayer. And often we're just taught uh, generosity. We're taught patience, We return kindness. He might give us somebody you need to go and talk to. Oh. OK. Are you ready if God says, "Go and talk to your neighbor? Ready? Set, bang, go and talk to your neighbour. I diverse, but yesterday morning, we're home alone because Peter and Cara, Pastor Peter and Cara, are uh, having a fantastic holiday in Rotorua, well-deserved. And there was a knock-knock on our door about 8 o'clock in the morning. We had just got out of bed. We had our dressing gowns on. Tap, tap, tap. And our neighbour was at the door. I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, but she... Uh, had put an air in the air, and it's come off the end of the stick. And and she said, look, I could go to emergency services. I said, no, no, we'll do this. And then Pastor Francie comes out there, and she is really good, like a nurse. And I said, look, come on in. We sat her in the kitchen. Pastor Francie, I thought, what's going to happen here? She just puts the tweezers in. There it is, like straight away. And And the neighbor's going, wow, isn't it good that I can come here and have good neighbors? And I thought, praise God! And then we talked to her, and she asked Francie how she was, and said, "Well, you know, get well soon." And and then she, as she left the door, she says, "God bless us." And I, okay, that's awesome because we always say God bless to her every time I meet in the gardens. You know, she's a great gardener, and up our driveway. I'm just saying, get to know your neighbour and share the gospel. And she's on our list, and uh, we've invited her to Christmas things. But share. Your love. Share the love of God. So, testimony. There's power in your testimony. What's it mean to us? Do you know your testimony? Just hold that thought. I want to go to 1 John 5, 6 to 12, and in the message version, we're told by John that this was written between 85-95 AD, okay, after Christ at a domino. So John would have been even older than I am, probably, if he was like 30 when Jesus walked the same age as Jesus when he walked the earth. He's probably, I'm just guessing, 70 to 80 years old when he wrote this. So he's a man of wisdom. John was Jesus' closest friend. He was called the friend of Jesus. John was compassionate. John was kind. John was loving. And we all know that even John was the one that Jesus appeared to in Revelation. He appeared in the glorified form and said, John, share the word. Carry the cross carry the revelation that Jesus Christ is truth it's proof of God's love for us it's in the Bible and when we read 1 John 5 and 6 you'll see what I'm talking about really get a hold of this this is the message version as written by John 1 John 5 6 and 7 Jesus, the divine Christ. Right there is a testimony. He experienced a life-giving birth and death-killing death. Not only birth from the womb, but baptismal birth of his ministry and sacrificial death. And all the while, the Spirit is confirming the truth, the reality of God's presence at Jesus' baptism and crucifixion, bringing those occasions alive for us. A triple testimony. I love that word. A triple testimony. The Spirit, the baptism, the crucifixion and the three in perfect agreement. Right there, the truth of the Word. The truth of the witness. John had witnessed Jesus being baptized in the River Jordan by John the Baptist. John had witnessed Jesus dying on the cross. John had witnessed the resurrection power of Jesus. And in my reading of commentaries, there are 500 known witnesses of people having witnessed the resurrected Jesus Christ. Don't ask me how and how those people signed up, but that, that's the number. In other words, it was a witnessed event. The tomb was empty and there was Jesus in his glorified form just before he, he ascended into heaven in Acts, followed by the Holy Spirit day of Pentecost. That's our Christian walk right there. We believe in Christ. We are baptized In Christ, and water, the water is a sign of life. Then crucifixion, death of the cross, took away our sin. Overcoming with the blood Jesus spilled on the cross, our sins. We're given a new start. As Christians, that's who we are. Set free, water baptized, dead to sin, and filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? The Spirit of God is in us. I believe it's activating the Spirit of Jesus in us and sharing. And I believe we need the Holy Spirit to give us courage, to give us wisdom, to share our testimony. It's a fact. Jesus died on the cross for us. 1 John 5, 9, and 10. Really listen, look, and receive these words. If we take human testimony at face value, that's like as man speaking. How much more should we be reassured when God gives us testimony as he does here? God gives us testimony. Wow. Like, yeah, not okay. It's like, wow. God gives us testimony. It's not our testimony. It's our testimony of what God has done for us. It's powerful. It's God speaking through us. Powerful. How much more should we be reassured when God gives testimony as he does here, testifying concerning his son? Whoever believes in the son of God Inward, he confirms God's testimony. Wow. You're taking God's love into you. You've taken a hold of God's testimony. It's in your heart. Ready, set, go. Boom. Share the gospel. It's in you. You have a testimony. It's waiting to be released. Whoever refused to believe, in effect, calls God a liar. It's truth, refusing to believe God's own testimony regarding his son. Do you know that Christianity is the only uh, Bible-believing religion that believes that Jesus Christ is the son of God? Died on the cross, rose again, overcame death, overcame the devil so that we might have life. There's the gospel message right there. So many other religions will say Jesus is a teacher. He's a prophet. They don't even recognize him. They'll change the words, make their own uh, word of religion. Jesus Christ, Son of God. Wow. Can you say that? Can you express that with, like, absoluteness? That is our testimony. Our testimony is God's testimony. Finally, 1 John 5. 11 and 12. This is the testimony in essence. Mark this in your, in your mind. Mark it on a bit of paper. Take it down. 1 John 5, 11 and 12. This is the testimony in essence. Essence means that's all you need. Everything you need is right there. The essence of something you build and require in your faith God gave us eternal life. The life is in his Son. So whoever has the Son has life. Whoever rejects the Son rejects life. It's truth. It's a fact. It's not just a saying. This morning, I'm really sensing, can we rekindle the flame, rekindle the essence of truth that's in us? So we can share the gospel with faith, with boldness, with love, wherever we go. So in the Bible, there's many, many instances of where God recorded testimony. Just looking at a slightly different Angle. Instead of just taking the whole picture, I'm going into the Word and saying that right there is a testimony of God. 1 Corinthians 1, 5, 6. For in Him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge, God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. In Him you have been enriched in every way. With all kinds of speech and all knowledge, God has confirmed our testimony. So, Paul, the great apostle Paul, is said that we have the testimony in us. What is a testimony? A testimony is a witness. A witness is somebody who knows the truth. In a court of law, the young man down here who's studying this, A witness is somebody who can give testimony that, yes, that is fact, that actually happened. And it's really good when you get two or three witnesses who agree and say, yes, the testimony, this is fact, that is law. In our spiritual life, we already know the truth. We know what truth is. Yet, isn't it so powerful when two or three Christians gathered in Jesus' name, Go and share the gospel together with one accord, with one heart to say, yes, this is the truth and we would like to share that truth with you. Luke 1, 36. I love this story. I used to always think, well, this is where the angel came to Mary and said, you're going to be with child, the son of God. She was like, 14 years old, probably not married, and you're thinking, okay, how's that going to happen? So what's she thinking? But guess what the angel says? Go straight to verse 36. Luke 1, 36 and 37, he gives a testimony to Mary, to saying, actually, this has already happened. I'm not just speaking words. This is the word of God, and it is so, it will happen, it has happened. The angel says, even Elizabeth, your relative, cousin, is going to have a child in her old age. So there was a miracle right there. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I look at that, it's a testimony. See, it, it, it tells you, it lets God into your life. It, it actually convinces you. Yeah, I believe that is truth. And when you hear that encouraging word that others have also been there and God has already spoken and revealed this, that's when you know you are dealing with truth. And you have truth in your testimony to share that and go. And go. John 1:15. John the Baptist announces the arrival of Jesus, the coming Messiah. Jesus appears as he was baptizing disciples. Jesus appears, not yet filled with the Holy Spirit, but full of righteousness. Jesus comes and is baptized. John testified. John the Baptist. 1.15 in John. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Jesus Christ has come, the promised Messiah. He is here, son of God, incarnate in the form of man. God had sent Jesus to be amongst us. Mark 5, 19, I'm just giving quick examples. Do you really get the sense of belief that these testimonies of God are testimonies that we can pass on to others who perhaps are unsaved, who have not had the joy, the privilege of meeting Jesus Christ? Mark 5:19. Jesus heals a demon-possessed man. That man wants to hang around Jesus. He wants to walk with him and the disciples. But Jesus says, no, Jesus did not let him, but said, go home, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Wow, there's a testimony. Jesus used testimony. and not to leave out the Old Testament. David, in Psalm 26, 7, he was like being chased, he was being persecuted. He was like, Lord, where are you? He was out in the desert around this time. But what did David say? He said to God, I pray that you'll teach me, you'll show me how to pray, how to praise, how to worship, no matter what, I will praise you. I will worship you. I will glorify you. David says in Psalm 26, 7, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. Wow, that's David's prayer. Is that our prayer? Lord, help me to proclaim. I love that word, proclaim. It's truth. Put it out there. Your praise praise and telling of your wonderful deeds. I want to share a couple of personal testimonies because it's so good to be encouraged by what God is doing in our lives. Leo, you know Leo, grandson, Pastor Peter Carras, youngest boy, seven. He's a many Pastor Peter, He's sharp, he sees, he's active, but he has physical weaknesses. But praise God, he's overcoming his allergy, Allergic. he's getting stronger. And as he gets stronger, he's really engaging God. I walk him to school, because Pastor Caro goes early to work, and Pastor Peter takes Savannah to college, and Brock has been home for a while. But just a couple of days ago, Rock is doing well, actually, I just need to say that, because we've been praying for him. He's gone on holiday, he was smiling, uh, he's actually slow, but sure, he's getting better and stronger. And so thanks for your prayers. Prayers worked. Doctors couldn't put a finger on it, still can't, the medical condition, but with prayer and just common sense, keeping him fed, loved, prayed for, we've seen recovery, so thanks. But Leo... So I, I walk Leo to, to school, and it's a privilege. And we're like buddies, you know. We're both sort of crazy, funny, silly. And we're just walking along. I'm just saying, I've got a neat relationship with the guy because he's like me, just, okay. And it's like, we're walking up there, and I'm just saying, it's a lovely day. Then suddenly Leo, and this is, this is a fact, I, I'm recording a testimony of Leo. And the emotions come. What happened was, out of nowhere, he just says, he calls me Papa Don. He says, Papa Don, I had a dream a couple of nights back. I said, yeah, where's this going? He said, I was taken to heaven in my dream, and I saw all the floor was covered in gold. Wow, that's exactly what I've got here. You've read my notes. It's like... I said, wow. And then he says, I told mum, Pastor Kara, And she said, yep, it's in the Bible, Revelation. I said, yeah, that's true. And then he says, guess what? I saw the throne. And I saw the glory. And I went, wow. It's like that guy is being visited by God at seven years old because he's open, because he's available. And he shared that. He's eight. My wife just... Nine, even nine. Well, I think lockdown, I had the last birthday member, and I was blah, but now I'm like, yes, Jesus. So Leo is nine. He's still the same size, though. And it's like he said, God is visiting me. God is speaking to me. Nine years old, and he shared the testimony. Wow, it is. As a grandparent, as Parents, it's so uplifting. It's so encouraging when you hear that come through those generations. You know what? It brings you unspeakable joy. Just planting that there. One more testimony. Many of you have been praying for my mum. She died April 23, 2022. For 30 years well, actually 38 years since I've become a Christian, I've been sharing the gospel with her regularly, consistently, but very gently. Because she was brought up in a nominal background. She didn't really meet God until she was an adult, about 40, and she had a cousin whose name was Joy. And Joy introduced her to New Age religion. And it seemed good, and it seemed nice. And she, lovely, gentle, peaceful people, and she stayed with those teachings for many, many, many years. Probably, yeah, 37 of those 38 years since I've been sharing the gospel. But in the last couple of years, to cut a long story short, she used to say, I believe in God. I prayed the prayer when I was a little girl to invite Jesus in my heart. But her understanding was not the full of a personal relationship with Jesus. I have here, so when she passed away, we cleared out of things. And I found this beside her bed. And on it, there was, this was there. And I had seen it there. And on it, there's little scriptures and they're in red. In fact, this is probably 35, 37 years old. I remember giving it to her. I just felt to give her the word of God. And I said, just read that. And she tells me, just recently, I've been reading these, and guess what she said to me? Do you know that all the letters in red are the words of Jesus? And I went, wow. Revelation came from God himself through the word that my mother is reading the word. And they're actually a bit, it's more pink now because it's faded. But it's like Jesus speaks the word of God God promises for a fruitful life. My mum read those, and she says to me, I believe in Jesus. I want to go to be with Jesus. When she got to her last month, and she had to go into hospital care, we walked in there, and guess who we met? A young girl who's been to the youth of this church. Her name was Joy. Joy. And I said to Joy, because she was working in other places, I said, please go and visit my mum. Encourage her. And next time I went through there, I, mum told me her testimony of this. This is powerful. Joy had gone to mum and asked her to pray a blessing over her. And my mum knew this, but she hasn't actively been. But we'd always pray together. But she prayed. She said, oh, she asked me to pray a blessing she said, I just prayed what Jesus would have me pray. It's not something she was used to. And she prayed a blessing over joy. And apparently she said, and joy smiled. And I thought, isn't it interesting how God has gone from joy, a nice name to teach new age thinking, in the last moments, last weeks, to bring another joy into a life, to pray for, which brought unspeakable joy into her. She knew Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. She said to me on that last night when she was like, her physical body was just starting to let go. It was her heart, her heart just gave up basically and got weaker and weaker. And on that last night, she just said, I'm ready to go and be with the Father in heaven. And I know, and Pastor Francie knows, she is in the arms of Jesus. And after she said that, she actually went into a, a sleep. And we thought she might go through a few more days. But she passed away overnight. But we saw her, prayed for her, and just, she just went to sleep. So we left her in peace, thinking we'd see her again. But we know, just seeing her, that decision to let go and be with Jesus, that was on her name. So thank you for all the prayer. Thank you for all the questions. Her name was in the uh, prayer box for the 40 days prayer and fasting. 30 years, 38 years, gradually, 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 and then God sealed the deal. Powerful to know that your parents, both of my parents, are in heaven. (coughs) we will meet them again one day. (coughs) Excuse me. You can share your testimony. Everybody has one. Have you written your testimony down? I'm serious. It's good to have a three-minute testimony in three parts. And if we could have the slide up. Now, this is the one that Jonathan's been waiting for. I was praying for an acronym for a testimony. And guess what God gave me? BMW. And if it, you know, they're lovely cars, and I've owned one, and guess what? Pastor Peter's just acquired one. And guess what the number plate is? PDM. Pastor Don McFarlane. So I figure <laughs> I figure if he's got PDM on his car, I can use BMW to teach you guys how to do your testimony me. Is that fair? I think it is. And B is before God. If you're a privileged person, lucky, blessed, brought up in a Christian family, but I still believe even for people brought up in a Christian family, there has to be a time when you personally invite Jesus Christ into your life and receive the Holy Spirit. I'm keen on the Holy Spirit being filling you and getting full salvation before God. Minors, I was a rugby man. Sport was my God. All I wanted to do was be the best, toughest, meanest, ugliest, win at all costs, smash. I've got scars to prove it. Like when I was before 30, that was it. My life, everything, even neglecting my family, was to be on the rugby field, cricket in summer. That's all I knew. That's all I wanted because I felt insecure. I got my confidence on being clapped on the rugby field. And if I missed the goal, I wouldn't sleep for a week. That was how much it meant to me. M, meet God. How did you meet God? For me, my testimony is my wife. She prayed for me. She got water baptized. And she came out of the water. And from me, arguing every Sunday morning, take the three kids and her to church, and I had... Time to watch the cricket on TV on my own on a Sunday morning. I came in an afternoon to watch my wife get water baptised. And you know the story. My two daughters, Sasha and Kara, said, Dad, Dad, come and be part of this because they're already going to church. I saw France come out of the water and I saw the glory of God. I saw the smile. I was gone. I wanted to know Jesus. That's my testimony. And I went from W what God has done, I went from like not even wanting to know God, not needing him, I was strong enough myself, I was good at sport, going to everything I did was for God. Straight away, we got into kids' church. Straight away, we got into leading connect groups. Straight away. I just wanted to help serve. Can I say this? In a way, I was like a a young Shannon. Shannon's full of enthusiasm and bounce, and it's awesome. I can see myself at that age and him. At Shannon's 20, I was 32. Isn't it a blessing when you can get hold of God and he gets hold of you at a young age? Powerful. And I give Shannon my blessing with the Kids Church and Eliza, of course. And let's know our testimony Jonathan, BMW, I'm going to check out later in the week if you've got your BMW in the spirit going. Outreach, I'm just finishing up my last point because I'm giving testimonies because testimony is the word of God and God uses us to give testimony to him of what he's done in our lives. Ruth was at Connect Group last week and she brought out this Bible, and on the Bible I noticed there was all scribblings, and there were writings, and there were jog, jog notes. And I said to her, okay, that's an interesting Bible. She said it was my father's. He passed away in 2004. His name was Michael Fifield, and a Christian man, a lay preacher, part of a church. He was in Tasmania, but we'll give him that, and it's like... He had left a legacy on his Bible of all the teachings, of all the visiting speakers, had put down a column. And dare I say it, I will, because Pastor John Steele had visited this torch, and his name, I just repointed it out, his name was down there. And John Steele came to our church in Paraparampal for a couple of years to, to pass sort of a transition between pastors, and he taught us so much. Just with his love, his witness. His wife, Julie, was just such a godly, passionate woman. We learned so much about just loving God. He had that prophetic edge, which he taught and spoke over so many people. And I saw his name there, and I thought, the legacy of godliness to your kids and leaving that testimony on the Bible. You know, I've got a Bible too. And I've had this for many, many years. And it does actually have the Jesus, you know, in red, which was interesting. And that's gone everywhere where I go to share the gospel. It's powerful. So that is the testimony. But just quickly, Michael's three words to prepare for outreach were uh, pray, plan, prepare. Pray. Plan. Prepare. Pray. Lord, give me something today. Give me something to say. Lord, Holy Spirit, give me a question to ask the person. Plan. Lord, where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to speak to? Prepare. So when you go, sometimes I take a small Bible because people get intimidated when you go with a big Bible or you pull out your phone because young people, you give them young phone. So you got to, you know, and guess what it says? I was looking here. Today's New Testament oh I've actually really thought what does testament mean it means it's the testimony of God and we're giving testimony to God's glory you have your testament you have your testimony you are able to tell others about Jesus Christ be faithful in taking the first step God needs available people not extraordinary people ordinary people filled with the Holy Spirit get out and touch the world Boom. Be an ambassador for Christ. Legacy to Michael. There's a testimony of a man committed. And yeah, we, bre- we live our own journeys, but we are to share the gospel. Go, therefore go. Share the gospel, making disciples. Could the worship team please come up? You know, there's an unspeakable joy of when you pray for a lost soul. Often when you pray for a lost soul, God will say, I'm going to give you an opportunity to go and talk to that lost soul. Be answerable to the spirit of truth. When God says, go, go. When God says, go and share the gospel, go. Plan. Plan. Pray, prepare, be intentional. Pastor Peter said, be intentional, not intense. Like you share in love. You pray and you ask God, Lord, give me a word to speak to this person and just ask a question. Open-ended questions always get an answer. It's not the you, it's the I know that Jesus loves me and Jesus loves you. When... You know who you are in Christ. Can we stand, please? When you know who you are in Christ, I really sense that right now, I'm going to just put you out of your comfort zone. I don't know how you personally feel if I said to you, okay, after church, we're going to go out and share the gospel. You three go that way. You, We're not. But wouldn't it be awesome if when the call comes, and it's coming as pastor and judge outreach, I know we share the gospel with our family, with our workmates, with our friends, with social, we just do that. But let's go a bit further. If you feel like, yeah, I would like to go out and be part of a group that actually goes out and does street evangelism. We don't just walk out the door. We pray, we plan, we prepare. And that opportunity is going to be coming up in the next few weeks. We did it with the kids' church just before lockdown, and we had the most powerful time. Tamron came to that. She was nervous. I don't know if I can. Ka- uh, Silvana was there. They went into the mall at Hunger, and they said, "Wow, well, people were saying, well, we actually know about God. Yeah, we know a little bit, you know you had shared the gospel, they came back encouraged. There's nothing better than sharing the gospel. But you know what? My last comment. Unspeakable joy comes when you lead someone to the Lord. When you save a lost soul for Jesus and someone says, yes, I will say the sinner's prayer and you lead them through it and you pray for them, God bless them. God give them that joy and that ability Do you know what comes into your spirit? I'm sure the angels are singing and praising. It says that in the Bible. God is smiling. Jesus is going, yes. And you are going, whoa. Jesus saves.